Happy Saturday. This is BNT Talk Sports. I'm Tyler. I'm here with Ben. What's up? What's up? Um, we are currently live streaming. I gotta find a better word for that because we're not streaming it, right? No, we're recording. Well, like, we are recording this episode, but we are currently watching at the same time uh, Arizona and Indiana. It's a commercial right now. It's about eight minutes left in the second half. And we are just patiently waiting for the ultimate disaster that will be Creighton versus BYU at 10 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Mountain Time yes. or 7 p.m. Pacific Time. They're, they're playing in Vegas. It's a neutral site. Last year we played Creighton at a neutral site in South Dakota. And it did not go too well. Yeah, was it? it'll be terrible. Yeah, well, last year wasn't, like, too bad. Like, Cray was a better team. BYU had just... Um, they beat us thoroughly, but it wasn't, like, completely amazing. Yeah, it was also BYU was adjusting to the fact that there's no big man, no yeah. no true five. Foos, yeah. Traore was trying we're to... we're still adjusting. <laughs> yeah, we're still... the same exact thing. <laughs> a year, a full year later. <laughs> um, no, but this year we just are just a terrible basketball team, I think. I, yeah, we're just I, horrible. We lost to our little brother in Utah Valley University by 15 at home. Um, and it Dude, wasn't, they're not it was our not, little brother anymore. They're just yeah, daddy now. Yeah, they, they really – I mean, they beat us like by 15. We shot horribly. We don't – Foose is the only way we can score. And our guys can't hit wide open shots. It's a whole disaster. So we're just waiting for Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. That's a whole can of worms we won't get into. But actually like I mean we could get into it a little bit. Shall we? You want to? Alright. A little we'll, bit. We'll we'll talk some woes in BYU basketball. So this is Yeah, why not? Why not? So That's what the people want to hear. So everyone <laughs> wants to hear just about this poverty basketball team. <laughs> about this Y League. Uh, YMCA League team. No. Yes. Anyway, um, Essentially, the breakdown is BYU has some players coming back, but they have about seven or eight new players, whether it's transfers or freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's already change. And, you know, you expect there to be some bumps in the road, but there seemed to be a sign of life when BYU, you know, they dropped a game to San Diego State, which is not a bad loss. It's on the road. It's a quad no, one loss. That's legit the best they've played all year. Yeah, and then they drop uh, two games in the Battle for Atlantis to quality yeah. opponents as well, USC and Butler. You could argue uh, they're kind of lucky to not drop a third. Yeah, and then we should have lost to Dayton in that final game. But... I mean, I'll give them credit. Yeah, no, that game that game was like, wow, okay, there's life. There's signs yeah. of I, – I thought that would be like the, the turning point yeah. for – for BYU basketball, okay, we've struggled, and now you know we were down twenty-three to Dayton, and we climb all the way back, and we win in overtime. We hit shots, we were disciplined, X, Y, Z. Yeah, everyone, and and we were all like, "Is this real, or is this like?" I, I remember thinking like maybe they could build off this, but this might be kind of a fluke. And then against South Dakota and UVU, they're like, "Be you guessing?" <laughs> Woo! Well, he was right <laughs> that well, it is what? in fact a fluke. They well, are really bad. Yeah, so... So I, why, let, why let do me, we think they're really bad? Well, let me also point out the fact that... So, 
I, I'll answer your question and also mm-hmm. I'll relate my two points here. Yeah, yeah. I'll answer your question with it's their defense. BYU's defense actually isn't bad. Like they have yeah. a pretty good defense. Um, it's not but, good enough to have a bad offense. Exactly. No, their issue is offense. Their issue is scoring. Our only Which should not be the issue. Correct. I mean, we have Fustre Ore mm-hmm. as our big man, who's six 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 seven six 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 seven. I mean, and that's being very generous. Yeah, probably. but he's a very stocky guy. Like he's big. He's, he's strong. A big dude, and he's capable of scoring down low. He doesn't have a ton of like moves per se, yeah. but he can score. You know, even like I'm, I'm impressed by his ability. He's the one that I have the least complaints about. I think that's just like the thing. Like he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Well, it's um, if I have complaints about him, it's things that he can't control or, or yeah. not his fault. It's like his height. Like, it's things like <laughs> like this guy is a good player, but if he is your best or second best player, you're not very good. Yeah. That's and, just who he is. Like, so. and he's he a be, sophomore. He's he, sh- he should be like your third. Your third best player on a oh, on like a decent team. He he's a good four to have, right? Yeah. If you have really good guards, but that's the thing. We don't have yeah. good guards. Essentially, he's also we, a five. Yeah, like sorry, he should <laughs> he should be a four. Yes, like he's a good he's, four. But he's a five. But on BYU, he's a five, which it would be fine if our guards could if our stretching out the floor. Um, we're basically like Davidson. We're, we're like I like that we're sort of like doing like like I feel like Mark Pope sort of has a model here that's like we're gonna go into the Big Twelve, um, being like a run and gun, three point shooting team like Davidson and Wofford. We'll have our LDS RM guys who are sort of like those Davidson Wofford guys, but also in that we're gonna have like our African pipeline. And some transfers, high major recruits, transfers um, who don't work out at Arkansas or Arizona, like Barcelo, you know, Jackson Robinson, um, guys like that. And then hopefully at some point we can get high level non LDS high school guys, which I think is the hardest thing for us to do. We haven't broken through there. Yet, and I don't blame Mark Pope for not being able to break through there yet. That that's a tough job right now. But but basically, <laughs> there, there's some sort of like more talented, high upside Davidson Wofford mid major team, South Dakota State type of thing. You know what I mean? Do you kind of agree? Yeah. But we're just doing that very poorly right now. Well, I think I think it's a good model. The players just don't execute at all. Yeah. Well. Systemically, fair, yeah, like the system itself is not bad. No, it, I don't. I, it could be better, but you have to work with what you got. And especially, I think that's a. I it's think, execution. Like I think said. it's a. I think it's a. Um, it's offensive execution. Yes, exactly. Um, a lot of the time, turnovers and like just poor and decision making and just not being able to make shots. Yeah. Um, I, I guess like I guess my point is is like, I you look on paper with what who BYU historically has been. Um, what Mark Pope, the type of guys he's trying to get in here, um, and you see his model, and you're like, you know what, dude? That makes a ton of sense. Uh, like, a lot of people are kind of calling for Mark Pope's job, and I sort of, like, was like, is this the guy? But it's just like, I, who could do better right now? Like, what? Yeah. The players just need to be better. Yeah, it's not... 
And he's getting the best kind of talent you can reasonably ask him to get at this point. In his in his tenure. Yeah, I agree that it's just, it's just a matter. I trust Pope. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't ever done anything that's made me question like like wow, what a stupid coaching decision. No. He's, no, 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 no. I think maybe um, times I'm like, you know, I would probably prefer this coaching decision mm-hmm. over that one, but it's not anything ever drastic. I think the goal. biggest concern someone could have slash criticism of him is uh, roster construction, which I think he's been dealt a, hard, a tough hand in that regard. Just a lot of guys, like especially at BYU, you're recruiting a lot of guys. You got You kind of have to think like, in terms of a coach's progress, you got to bump it back two years than any other school because yeah. of missions. Like this freshman class is his first true freshman class that he recruited out of high school. Yeah, which is crazy. I think uh, another issue is, yeah. is that Mark Pope's first year was so good, and it was just had all these like really great seniors. Jake Toulson came. T.J. Uh, yeah, Barcelo was transfer. Uh, he just that he point, really hit the jackpot. In yeah, the portal. Uh, T.J. Hawes emerged. You know, Childs obviously was dominant. Zach Selius came out. Was like a like was, who was, was the ultimate Swiss Army <laughs> knife glue guy. Yeah, um, but even like the years before with Dave Rose, apart from his freshman year, he, he wasn't that like much of a factor. Selius, you mean? Yeah, Selius. That yeah. is. Um. Anyway, so it, it, it's, it's Colby re- Lee. Yeah, and the cookie, the quickie monster. Yeah, oh, that's that's his name, Quickie Monster. I just think, I just think I trust Pope. I people that call for his job, I'm like, I'm a great. I agree with you. It's like he's doing the best he can. I believe, I believe he's a good coach, smart coach. He's just trying to do what he can with the hand he's been dealt with. And yeah, if we if we fire him, who are we gonna get? The UVU coach, Mark Madsen. <laughs> Ooh, like, I mean, he seems like he'd be a perfectly fine, good coach, but, like, he'd be recruiting about the same. Yeah. Maybe they run a slightly different system, but it's just, like, you would more or less be getting the same thing. Exactly. Which like, is, it's like, not worth it. Which isn't worth it. Uh, the one thing is <laughs> I do love Mark Pope, um, I, but I've got, I've got an idea that I'd like. Or, actually, before I – I think we should close out on my idea – but because it's such a great idea. Okay. Um, but I think one, I, I think saying to be seen, I'm not saying he hasn't done a poor, uh, that he's done a poor job, but I just don't think we've, the sample size is big enough because of the amount of transfers he's had. And as we talked about, like the fact that it's basically pushed back two years because of missions, but player development is to be determined. Yeah. I under think, Pope. I think Atiki Ali Atiki will be like the first, like, okay. Yeah. There's this big African guy who very does, not, does not have a ton of basketball experience, and there's yeah. flashes. Obviously, he's athletic, and there's flashes of good basketball plays, IQ. What see his progression from point A to point Z? Yeah, yeah. Where like I'm curious to see how that shapes up. So, yeah, honestly, yeah, we can talk all about Mark Pope and whatnot. I think it's just the players and their offensive executions bad. Again, their yeah. defense is not. Much of an issue again, like you said, it's not great, it's not bad, but it's not good enough for the offense to be bad, yeah. which I totally agree with. It's terrible turnovers, it's not that the shot selection's bad, most of the time, the shot selection's pretty good. I'd say, um, I think everybody, 
at some point in time in the, in one game will have a bad shot yeah. selection, right? But it's like these it's are good happens. shots, and we can't make them. We literally yeah, just yeah. can't make shots. Yeah, it's incredible. I yeah, I think I think really it's just to be determined. This is a young team. Uh, just we just have to see if this group that we have a core here of basically everyone that's not Rudy Williams, Gideon George, Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson. Spencer yeah. Johnson not playing is also I think guys like Nell and Johnson missing those two are kind of key because those are just they're very like they're not the best players in the world, but like they're very stabilizing. They're they're stabilizing forces. I think this team needs, but I also think this experience could be good for them in the long run. Uh, I think the issue is, oh, like they're struggling a lot. We're entering the big 12 and they're really struggling now. They've got to get a lot better, but I mean, you got Foos, Atiki, our four freshmen that we brought in this year, Jackson Robinson, Noah Waterman, Trey Stewart. That'll be here basically all of them three to four years. Yeah. I don't think there's like Waterman, I think is technically a junior, but he's got a, th- I mean, where is he going to go? He's going to have that fifth year. So like, I'm sure he's still here. Um, Colin Chandler's coming in a couple years. I think there's a decent RM big man coming in next year. I don't know his name. 2024. There's a top 100. Like he's ranked number like 75. A uh, big man from like Corner Canyon, who's like six eight, six nine, whose mom and dad both played sports at BYU, and she works for BYU Sports Nation. So you gotta imagine that we have a good shot there. So there's there's a lot of things to consider with that. But I'll let you like give your sort of final thoughts on this, and then I want to propose my genius idea. I uh, yeah. I don't really have any final thoughts, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm just more uh, I'm mad at this point. Yeah, like my parents would say, oh, I'm not mad. I don't think my parents ever said that, to no. be honest. If they were like, my mom would be like, I'm steaming mad if she, if she was mad. I'm steaming and, mad. Yeah. yeah, and I think they would just say whether they were actually mad or disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. It was more my teachers. But uh, I disagree with a lot with, with what you said. It's, it's a weird dynamic at BYU with missions. <laughs> Especially in basketball. Basketball, and we're gonna go from like we're gonna go from like a kind of a weak conference to be, to the best conference to like the best conference. Yeah, without and question. And I don't think people yeah. realize like um, that there's an expected dip to be had. I think it's just yeah. disappointing to see that we're already experiencing that dip right now. But it's like honestly. Whatever. I'd rather go through the woes this year. Yeah. I just want to see him get better by the end of the year. Yeah. And individually and collectively improve. Yeah, um, so we'll see if that happens. That's why I'm kind of happy that, you know, I don't wish injuries, and I think that's a big part of why we're not doing well. But, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing for the long-term future that a couple of these guys are hurt and our young guys are just kind of thrown into the fire. Yeah. But so I will conclude with uh, my final thought. Um, so Tyler, who coached Mark Pope in college? At Kentucky or uh, Washington? Uh, Kentucky. Uh, I'm trying to think, it was nineteen ninety four, I believe, or ninety six. 
Warner at Kentucky. I have a name. Um, it was before Calipari. It's not Calipari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it? I have I have is he's currently not coaching right now, correct? Incorrect. Oh he is coaching. Yes. Right now. College basketball. Yes. I was gonna say someone, but I'll uh, give you five like ten more seconds. Nine. In K- at Kentucky, eight, who's route? Dude, that's so seven, many that's so many people. Six. Uh five. Oh gosh. Four. Is it three, <laughs> two, do this one? You bring in assistant coach, former head coach of Mark Pope, Rick Pitino. Okay, I was going to say Rick Pitino. He's but... currently a coach at Iona. Oh, he is at Iona. Oh, I knew that's what you were going with. Oh. But from a technicality standpoint, I had to say no. Okay. Yeah. I knew that's probably what you were thinking when you I said was he gonna, wasn't currently coaching. I should go, oh my God. But he is. Good. You give him a fat check. You have Rick Pitino <laughs> as the second-hand man. You know how Larry Brown, He, I think he quit because of illnesses this week, stepped down from Memphis being Penny Hardaway's guy. You need, like, like and I think, like, Rick Pitino like at BYU as Mark Pope's second-hand man. Well, with, like, with that being said... My solution to every college basketball issue is to just throw Rick Pitino into it, and I think it'll be fixed. No, but you you have ground there because Rick Pitino coached Jimmer in Greece, and Rick Pitino said, "quote Jimmer's the best shooter I've ever seen or ever coached." Something along those lines. It's probably true, which is why I, I don't know why I said "quote" then because yeah. But anyway, so he has some kind of positive. He's vibe. also come to Utah. Um, Titus and Tate uh, did an interview with Mark Pope during like COVID where Mark Pope talked about how Rick Pitino, because Titus and Tate love Rick Pitino. So they, they talked to Mark Pope about Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino visited um, here at when uh, Mark Pope was coaching at UVU. So he's, he's been here. He's been in the area. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know. We could throw together some cash for him. Yeah, I'm, I, so I'm on board. All right, uh, I'll wrap up this segment. <laughs> BYU basketball woes the problem. BYU we, football <clears throat> not woes, opposite of woes. BYU Very fo- quickly. BYU football. Our thoughts. Um, a lot. Yeah, let's let's talk a little BYU football. Let's get our BYU on, stuff out on, the way. on the on the two guys that <clears throat> have been recently hired on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, let's go with. Um, so, well, we already talked about, uh, I guess we talked about our defensive coordinator. It hadn't happened last time we talked. About yeah, we just talked about that he was fired to Iaki. Yes, we did. Uh, new yeah. hire from Weber State, head coach, Jay Hill. A-plus hire. Awesome hire. Defensive coordinator and associate head coach. And then we also got Kelly Lapina. Um who has experience at BYU, well, was previously at UVA yeah. and Boise State. Yeah. Um, he's a great coach. I really, really like him. And I'm glad he's back. And they're keeping some guys on the defensive staff that were good, cleaning house for those that sucked. And, yeah. Um, and to be determined who's filling the the role specifically of defensive – or there's, there's probably two more assistants. What Papinga's role is going to be is sort of uncertain right now, depending on who they can bring in. But they're keeping the defensive backs, or he was the cornerbacks coach, but I'm sure he'll be 
coaching, you know, the defensive backs as a whole. And they're probably looking for replacements to the linebackers coach and the defensive ends coach. And Kapinga will probably either coach defensive ends or linebacker. He's also the special teams coach. So it's like to be determined what roles exactly they'll have. But they're looking for two more. So, so, and then there's a bunch of stuff happening in the transfer portal. Basically, BYU's players and recruits are just transferring to the University of Utah. Um, don't know how that flies. Um, it only flies here in the state of Utah. Uh, yeah. Um, only here at BYU. You rarely hear guys transferring from Michigan to Ohio State or vice versa. UC, UCLA to USC or vice versa. UVA to Virginia Tech or Florida State to Florida. You get the idea. No one ever transfers to their <laughs> rival school, but it's kind of like the typical thing here in Utah. It's very strange. Which is very weird. Anyway. Um, yeah. I Yeah. And we'll probably dive deeper, maybe come off season, but we're just really excited about Jay Hill. Yeah. And hopefully um, the defense will step up. Yep. And we'll see some instant progress. So, I I expect there will be. I think we'll see more progress uh, long term, but um, I I definitely do think we will see immediate progress, even if it's minimal. But yeah, and we'll take it. So yeah. What um, else is there to talk about? uh, Heisman Trophy. Caleb Williams just won it like an hour ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's. Too shocking to anybody. Wait, who was it? Caleb Williams. Oh, not Dylan Gabriel? You know, I... Wait, was I, Dylan Gabriel gonna, there? We're going to move on. Oh, he wasn't? We're going to move on from here. He wasn't in the top ten of the movie. <laughs> he was injured. He was injured. He was, out. he was out too many games. Fair enough. He was out too many games. So we'll actually never know who was right. In, in, in theory, Yes. <laughs> But like I've already, I've already said I can't wait. I can't believe I fell for that. That's so stupid. <laughs> you you We're didn't even fall minutes. for it. You just brought it up. No, no. Oh, you mean this? No, the heist. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have seen that coming. I'm so stupid. You know what? I no, that was fun. I still pulling your leg. I still, you know, Caleb Williams. He did this thing. Caleb okay, Williams at Oklahoma. He almost never threw the ball. It was very interesting. It was it was almost like he was just like a wildcat kind of quarterback. Um, and so I was skeptical about his throwing ability. Um, helps that he has some really awesome weapons around him. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he did. I mean, He's he really did, good. He was the most deserving, in my opinion, of those four finalists. Yeah. Um, except the fact that he couldn't beat Utah either time, which would have been nice to have yeah. won at least one of those times. Yeah. But whatever. Like UVU is BYU's daddy, Utah is USC's daddy, and our daddy. And, we have know, a lot of daddies. BYU you know, I, BYU football. Um, Utah has not beaten them since BYU took an invite. To a Power Five conference, so just just wanted to say that. So, yeah. um, anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um, now we're watching. This is my kind of 
is my kind of game. Pitt playing Wisconsin in women's volleyball in the Elite Eight. Um, BYU actually lost to Pitt um, earlier in this tournament. So, um, yeah, but these are probably two of the best teams. Well, eh, Texas is really good. I'll so say. Pitt is also like our daddy right now as well. Yeah, but, but we, we might we, we might, might get keyed on Slovis yes, from there for yes, football. He is, I believe, here in Provo right now, should or we, at least was in the last twenty four hours. Should we message Keaton? Can you hop on? I know. Hey, Keaton, I know you're like on a visit. What, you want to hop on their podcast, dude? And you talk about Provo again? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um, yeah, other than that, there's not a ton going on. Obviously, we got the NFL coming up this week. Oh, you know, we should probably do a lock of the week. Yeah, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's we can kind of talk about. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Should we do a lock of the week? We just wrap it up and have a nice, short, and sweet episode. Sounds good to me. Because I know next week, next week we're gonna have a special guest on, uh, a, a good buddy of ours here at BYU. Uh, He's BYU personality and journalist. Yeah. yeah, BYU personality journalist for the Daily Universe, Jackson Payne. He will be joining us. Yeah, the goat. We we are. He's a goat Twitter personality. Yeah, we, we, he, he probably has the best Twitter. I would probably people. I think anyone I know. Yeah, like personally or like that we because like I think we could have like a battle between Old Max Hall, Hayden, and Jackson. Old Payne. Max Hall is good. It, like within <laughs> BYU Twitter, yeah. But things. Yes. Old Max Hall is specifically BYU, I feel yeah. like. But Jackson, Jackson Payne, Payne's just funny. He'll yeah, just I feel, about I feel like he's more, he's more like has a broader yeah, uh, like Taylor audience. Heineke. I, I can't wait that. to ask him about Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I can't wait for him to foam at the mouth <laughs> for Taylor Heineke. And the fact that he gets ghosted by girls because he talks about Taylor Heineke. That's the kind of That's, guy I want to be yeah. with. That's the kind of guy... I respect that. You know, if she doesn't listen to you and your rants about Taylor Heineke, she, she she's not for you. So, anyways, lock the week. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do more episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna do our bowl game episode. Yeah, our bowl picks. Where we'll just be talking about Lala games. Balooza. We'll be talking about games where like what we say is just becomes invalid because none of the players we're talking about end up playing. Yeah, like so that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it'll still be fun, so we'll still do that. <laughs> like a hypothetical, if these teams were healthy yeah. and tried. Dude, I kind of want to do that for our bowl preview. Like, we yeah. pretend that everybody's healthy. Like, <laughs> what would happen if they were healthy and cared? But then, but then what's the result of that? What's the result of that? Like, the result is that we know what would happen in the ideal world. <laughs> So no whatever, care. whatever we <laughs> says goes. Yes. By the way, I love these pit uniforms. Go back to a camera. I, I don't really have an opinion about pit women's volleyball uniforms. But it's the same color um, scheme they use for their football. Okay, like, fair enough. It's the yellow. It's the like yeah. the golden, like yellow with the royal blue. It's so nice. Are you are you just stalling because you don't have a lock of the week? <laughs> oh, I uh, I don't have a lock of the week right now. I I will reveal it. Okay. Very soon. Alright, let's just do lock of the week and wrap it up. Let's yeah, just yeah. do that. Yeah. Before uh 
I'd like you go first. Because I'm stuck between two and I'm hoping you take one. Alright. Well, <laughs> I uh, got on my gut here. Uh, Bengals, Browns. Bengals minus five and a half. I'm going Cincinnati. They cover that and beat the Browns by a touchdown. Well, guess what? Because I said it's not going to happen. So, you know what? I'm reversing it. Browns. Browns cover. Oh, so you're a, a Deshaun Watson's fan? Uh, how do I answer this politically, <laughs> the most politically correct? No. Um, the answer, no, politically correct would be no. No, I don't support Deshaun Watson. Um, On the field or off the field? Both. Fair. Uh, correct answer. That was a correct answer. Thank you. Um, and just, I mean, I just think Cincinnati's the better team, but because I said that Cincinnati yes. would, and I think and they will. And it's in Cincinnati. And it's in Cincinnati. And five all, and a half's not that much. And all signs point towards Cincinnati winning. Mm-hmm. That makes it the most logical lock of the week, but I'm going to reverse the reverse. It's reverse, reverse psychology. I'm going, going Cleveland on this one. Okay. That's my lock. Okay. Put money down. Okay, so you did not choose either of the ones that I won that I was stuck between. Um, but I am going to go because I don't want to show my bias. Um, I'm gonna say that I like San Francisco at home minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Uh, that's because the Buccaneers stink. They are horrible. The 49ers are really good. Yeah, it's all about that's, it's about all that's like, much of a lock like if Tom get. Brady and the Bucks can like I mean Tom Brady's the goat, no disrespect, but if they can score a touchdown on the San Francisco defense, I will I will applaud them. And you have Venmo me one dollar. No. Come on, man. Because Tua like in that offense, one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, struggled against the San Francisco defense. That's what, um, that's what I'm saying. If if the Buccaneers score a touchdown on the 49ers defense, then you Venmo me $1. No. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to give you money. No, give me, it's a dollar. <laughs> well, I don't want to give a dollar because, like, I don't feel – I'm being hyperbolic. I don't – I'm sure they'll score a touchdown. Wait, so now you're going back on what you said. Okay, the, the, they, they won't score much. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, so, but, but, so your opinion's worth less than a dollar. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and the other one that I really want to choose <laughs> is I love, love the Lions minus two and a half against the Vikings. The Lion, the five and seven Lions favored by about a field goal against a 10 and two Vikings team, which is hilarious but I believe it. Uh, no, it's I, in Detroit, too. Detroit, it's going to be sold out. They're having to sell standing room tickets to get more people in the stadium. So it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Lions are rolling. The Vikings are frauds. Lions win. And it's also payback because they should have beaten the Vikings last time, if you remember that game. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. That was a tough one. So, I locks of the week. You heard it here. Cleveland and San Francisco and an honorary one in Detroit. Yes. Uh, that's about it. For, that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say, too. BYU is going to play Creighton here in a few minutes. Um, so, uh, tell our families that we love them um, because 
their horrible basketball play will will be so atrocious that we will probably die from it, yeah. from the infectious disease that is BYU basketball. But, uh, yeah, I say we wrap it up here, and Let's then uh, we'll have a fun episode next time. Yeah. So next time. <laughs>